You're listening to Skin Tings with me, Skin. It's a podcast where I'm joined each week by a guest to chat about all things music. My guest this episode is someone whose music I fell in love with when she burst into the scene about a year or so ago. Since then, she's released her debut album. And so this episode, I thought we could revisit the time I caught up with Arlo Parks. Enjoy. your lockdown going how are you feeling having to go back into uh into the world of uh being indoors all the time um are there do you how do you look at do you have silver linings about it or yeah is it kind of traumatic I think it's probably it's a mix of both I think you know this year has been a year um where you know you kind of realize that a lot is out of your control and I think it's important to kind of glean the positives for me um I mean, going back into lockdown means like another period of kind of introspection and journaling and writing and playing guitar. Um, and although, you know, it's it's something that I was kind of expecting. And I think yeah, having those yeah. periods of growth are important, but a little bit uncomfortable, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. Mm. Have you got like, a, what's your setup like? Do you have like a setup at home that you can self-record? And, yeah. And just, you're just a one person kind of recording producing machine yeah 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 I mean I've got so I've got you know my interface and I've got some guitars I've got a bass and a mic and a little midi keyboard and that's all I need to be honest that's Perfect. all I need mm. so listen I'm, I'm really excited to hear about the beginnings of where you got your style from and where what were the kind of early inspirations from when you first started off and what made you pick up a guitar mm. Um, So, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of Prince, a lot of kind of 80s French pop because my mum is French, a lot of Miles Davis, Thelonious Monk, so a bunch of jazz. Um, And then, yeah, and then I kind of like started gravitating towards um more kind of like rock music so I was listening to like the Pixies and Susie and the Banshees and Stooges and stuff and then that I don't know I just saw the guitar and I was like that's cool that's what I want to do you know and I was like good references yeah (laughs) exactly and I was like you know I was like 13 or 14 um and started off just doing like acoustic bits and just trying to kind of figure out my songwriting to start off with but yeah I love guitar music and was that always kind of in your head or your soul or your heart? Was this something that started off in childhood or was this something that gradually dawned upon you that you wanted to, like, when did you know you have a voice? Because I know you write um, wonderful, wonderful poetry. I've done my research. Um, <laughs> I mean, how does it work? Did the words come first or did the guitar come first or were they just molded together at the same time? Yeah, it was definitely the words. Like I was writing kind of short stories from the age of like eight and then I was writing plays and writing poetry. And so it was always words to start off with. I think because I was always quite an emotional human being, there was always that desire to kind of have an outlet or have a way of processing those feelings. And yeah, I, I guess it just kind of morphed it. I'd always, I'd always loved music and I'd always loved writing. And I think that just kind of they melded together yeah. at some point. Tell me about the plays. You've been writing plays? Yeah, I wrote plays when I was younger. They weren't very good, though. <laughs> they weren't very good at all. Yeah, I remember trying to write one. Kind of, I was I was learning about Tennessee Williams at school um, wow. and plays like, you know, The Glass Menagerie and Streetcar and stuff. So I wanted to make this drama. It turned out a bit more like EastEnders, but 
yeah it's okay with me <laughs> that's not a bad thing you know you might be real that's not a bad thing so I guess you were just obsessed about you were just obsessed with words and language because mm. I I remember when I was at school my favorite subjects were English language and English literature mm. um, because you know we had a bit of a music department and you know I'm, I knew I could sing at six years old you know but I didn't think I was going to do anything with it because mm. I was be doing that. But I think it was the language and English literature and, and learning about Beth. So did you always have that craving and that thirst for language and words and how they're going to interplay and interact, interact mm. with each other? Yeah, that's all, that's exactly what it is. Ever since I kind of knew how to write, there was this hunger. There was also this obsession with like choices of words and how they're organized and how yeah. they look on the page, the aesthetics of it, you know, and just going through poems and trying to find words. I've always just been obsessed. I'm not sure where it came from. But. I talk about obsessed. The thing I'm obsessed about you is because for me, I always see that, especially one artist to another, um, the difference between what someone who's good and someone isn't is how they translate one idea to another person you know um I always use this idea of um you know my mother can be a bit miserable sometimes so I look at her face sometimes and I think oh you know she looks a bit miserable mm. it's the translation of how am I going to relate that to the public public and my, mm. my you know my mother has no laughter lines that's mm. how I translate it and I love the way that you paint this picture by using these tiny tiny details you know you paint these pictures of of what you're feeling and what you're into and what is happening I think one of my favorite lyrics is from Eugene um you hung a cigarette between your purple lips I mean that exactly I can see it <laughs> you know I can see the face the image the hair I've just conjured up this whole thing um, mm. how did you is that just a natural thing for you is that, that something that took a lot of work to get there I mean, I think I've just always been interested in detail. And I think because I'm quite a visual person, you know, I, I, I watched a lot of films growing up and would go to a lot of galleries. And I was just always interested in the very small details that would allow a listener to see exactly what I was seeing. Yeah, um, right. And I think that was just kind of something that I honed over time, just by writing yeah. almost every day. Just by trial and error, trial yeah, and error. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So basically, you're just someone who, you're people watcher, right? You're just like watching everybody and you're just spotting these tiny little details that you can see. I love the way that you translate that. Um, but you, what really, um, really attracted to me to your music was your voice. <laughs> it's so different and it's, I love it because it's really unique. There's a timber there and a vibration there and it's almost you could be like in the middle of LA in the countryside floating <laughs> in the fields of flowers or something like that. No, I, like <laughs> you that. Know, I, I listen to your voice and I'm like transported you know is that do you get that a lot or you think it's just like the way your voice was from day one? I mean genuinely I think it is the way that my voice was I guess you know I listened to when I was kind of starting to write I was listening to people with quite specific voices I mean everyone from like D'Angelo to you know Elliot Smith to and then yeah. I just kind of realized that I could just the best way to sing was what felt natural and organic to me so I just kind of trusted what was coming out and because that felt pure and genuine and just kind of went with it I guess yeah yeah no it's mm. wonderful I love it What's your kind of thing that you do 
because I think that especially when you're a new artist and I mean this is I feel tragic for you because I'm telling you this is like your year and if we didn't have this COVID nonsense you'd be getting bigger and bigger and higher and higher I mean not that that's not happening anyway but I feel as an artist I feel it's it's, it's difficult for artists like myself but I think it's even harder for new artists because there's mm. this frustration right mm. you just want to be out there and it keeps getting getting stunted so I mean how do you how are you dealing with that and how are you dealing with actually also doing things that are not to do with music you know giving your brain a bit of a rest what are the mm. other things you do as well yeah I mean so for me um as you say like this year was supposed to be a year where I was doing a lot of live um yeah, you know, yeah. really being out there going to America for the first time all of this and I ended up actually just writing my album during lockdown which was quite like a productive um, use of time I really like kind of got into this bubble of the album and actually had space to kind of explore what messages I wanted to put forward and what stories I wanted to, to tell which was positive but other than that other than music like I've been doing a lot of meditation um, I've been just kind of watching a lot a lot of films because um, yeah. that's I'm happy um, yeah. just been like drawing I taught myself to DJ um, just being creative uh, in other ways and yeah. sometimes you know you don't feel like making music so just giving it space and just stepping away for the day is important I think yeah I mean I think that to be honest the music sometimes get written gets written in the gaps you know mm. um, for me I find that you know right 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 but if you don't stop and just do something else with your brain for like a few days or weeks sometimes it's like getting that distance from the songs number one you get the quality and number mm. two all those little stories start to conjure, conjure up. Mm. What, um, so tell me about the new album. What's the, what are the main themes or some of the big songs from the new album coming out? Yeah, um, so, I mean, the album is kind of rooted in nostalgia. It's kind of supposed to be a time capsule of, like, my kind of teenage years. I, I, lo I was looking through my old journals and just trying to figure out, like, those formative experiences and conversations that made me who I am today. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of that is delving into kind of moments of self-discovery, moments of trauma, moments of hope, kind of telling stories of people around me who are important to me at different periods of time in my life. And it was also about kind of expanding my sonic palette. You know, I was listening to everything from like DJ Richard to the Beach Boys to like Poise Head. Like I was just trying to yeah. kind of make the world of Arlo Parks as it were, just spread it as broad as possible. And that was really exciting. You know, yeah. it's exciting to have this first, it's my first ever one. And I was nervous, <laughs> but it came, it came quite naturally, I think. Yeah, that's a good thing. I guess that the first one is slightly easier because you have everything that's happened to you up until that point. Mm. Um, and, and people say their second album is more difficult. It's, it's more difficult, you know, when you have a lot of success. Mm. Um, it's more difficult when you have a lot of success, I guess. But it's, you know, when you're creative, you're just creative. Mm. Um, and how have you found kind of um, just the reception that you've been getting about? I mean, were you, in terms of sexuality, were you always an out queer person or is something that you kind of had to gently, gently um, put into your music or gently, gently talk about with people? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been quite open. I think, but I mean, you know, as you, when you're younger, there is obviously that sense of, you know, getting getting to grips with who you are and kind of understanding your identity a bit more. But then I think when I understood, then from that point on, I was very open. I think I was lucky enough to have a family that were very supportive of me. 
Um, So there was that sense of like, I could just be. Uh, but you know it's always a process right I feel like exactly steps to it (laughs) steps to it exactly yeah yeah you're doing everything Mm. on your own time Mm. and so um how how is the rest of your year looking I mean what you what you've been gonna gonna, I saw that you you've got a tour that's announced for next um April right yeah yeah I mean hopefully that can that can go ahead we'll see but you know for me all I can really do right now is just kind of focus on on writing and on recharging my creative batteries, spending time yeah. with family, um, just taking the space to kind of breathe before the album comes out in January, to be honest. And so you've got brothers and sisters? You're in a house? Yeah, I've got a little brother. Yeah, yeah. And so tell me about the French side, man. You're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had yeah. to go and like learn a language. Right? I speak Italian and I had to go off and go and sit down with some books and learn it. You know? Yeah, no, no. My mum, so I learned French before I learned English. Um, right. And my mum is French, so she grew up in Paris. So she just kind of taught us um, at home when we were young. And I'm super grateful for that, actually, because it's yeah. so much to assimilate a language when you're a kid. Have yeah. you written in, have you written any songs in French? A few, but they're not good enough yet to share, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. You've got lots and lots of time. Um, how are you seeing the future then? I guess you're treading water for the moment. Mm-hmm. And how are you finding like I I just wrote a book which just came out and I quite love the fact that all of the promotion for it was digital. Mm. It was zoom, 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 clean feed and zoom, you know. How are you mm-hmm. finding them being artistic? In, I mean, I guess we're, we're at the moment we're internet artists, you know, mm. we're digital artists. We're not really live artists yet. How yeah. are you finding in terms of um, the reception to, to what you're doing in the music and how are you finding it being um, creative or being yourself in this kind of new it's like the new world new world mm. order in some ways right I think you know there are positives and negatives for me writing I kind of need that sense of space from everything and from the world generally I just like to kind of hold up and be completely in the bubble of what I'm doing but at the same time I'm a very kind of social creature like I like having human contact especially playing shows you know being in front of people and seeing their faces yeah. glowing and seeing how they interact that's what I really miss um, but so yeah, it's been a kind of balance. It's taken some getting used to, I would say. What would you say are your kind of um, three things to keeping a kind of healthy mind in all of this? What would the mm. advice you would you give to other kind of artists that are new and up and coming and just getting? To, I mean, I know you're up and coming yourself, but what kind of things have you done to help yourself stay safe and stay kind of positive in your mental mm-hmm. health? I think for me. Um, I think making sure that you like keep in touch with loved ones, like even if it's, you know, just a phone call or checking in with each other. I think it's it's easy to just kind of withdraw from the world, but staying as present as possible um, is important. Drink water as well, because everyone forgets (laughs) that. Do you know what I mean? Like yourself knowing. Yeah, nourished, hydrated. Um, And also for me, journaling has been really helpful. Just Mm. checking in at the end of the day, what made you happy, what made you upset, what what you were feeling, what you consumed. I think just keeping tabs on like what you're grateful for and what is positive in your life kind of keeps you optimistic, I would say. 
yeah wonderful that's great yeah. that's great advice well listen um good luck <laughs> thank you <laughs> really good luck i mean i really um think you're just a very what i love about you is just a very unique lovely spirited i can hear the spirituality um when you're talking about um um meditation i can hear there's a soul and a spirituality to the song thank so you. i just want to wish you good luck and keep thank moving forward so. and you know stay up there and stay strong and um keep moving forward all right yeah same to you same to yeah. you yeah good luck it's been lovely to talk to you it's been and, a pleasure i'm inspired <laughs> <laughs> have a lovely afternoon That was Arlo Parks, as I said at the start. Her album, Collapse in Sunbeams, is out now. So go give it a listen. As always, give the podcast a like, a subscribe, and leave Skintings a nice review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always tweet me at SkinSkinny. I'm on Absolute Radio on Sunday nights, 10 to 12. If you want more from me, these shows are available on demand or on the Absolute Radio app. So don't worry if you miss it. It's all there, ready and waiting for you. Next time on Skin Tins, I'm joined by an undoubted legend of British music, Paul Weller. Until then...